This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 170. And the quote of the day is, if you concentrate on what you have, you'll always have more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thanks so much for checking it out. You can get all 170 episodes at drummersresource.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes. And if you have been listening for a while, I would love a rating or a review over at iTunes. That helps the podcast show up higher when people search for it. So that would be awesome. And if you'd like to grab a copy of my ebook, Stick Control Variations, you can grab that for free at drummersresource.com. It's 11 creative exercises that you can use with stick control that'll help you improve. I can't say improve today for some reason. I keep saying improve. It'll help you improve your independence, chops, and speed. Now, let's get into this interview. So I have Craig Blundell, who I uh, have never, I've never met in person, and I've, had, I've been a fan of what he's been doing. I'm really happy that he's sort of making a marquee name for himself now after years of being in the business. And I've gotten a ton of requests to get him on the podcast, and we finally made it happen today. So without further ado, we're going to get right into it with this awesome interview with Craig Blundell. Craig, what's going on, man? Nice to have you. Oh, hey, Nick. Um, yeah, greetings from uh, a not-so-sunny Bulgaria on the other side of the world. It's such an amazing thing. I talk about this a lot on the podcast that that we can connect from you know the other side of the world and, and have a yeah. conversation about drums, which is pretty awesome. It is incredible. I, I find myself doing so many little interviews now for little magazines and stuff. And as long as you've got a Wi-Fi connection, you can chat to anybody. It's amazing. It's so right. cool. We are not a little, uh, or we are a massive uh, I know. conglomerate, <laughs> and we have I know. we have jets and all sorts of things. So we're like we're we're huge over here. I, I know, I know this. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's, um, when you sent me the email, I was like, no way, really. So um, thank you, Nick. It's a real honor to, to you know just to have a chat, and hopefully your listeners will get something out of it. Which is, well, that's awesome, man. Good. That means the world to me. And I've I've been wanting to get you on for a while, and I get a lot of emails to get you on too. Oh, so, amazing. So I That's get so cool. a lot Thank of you. people, um, all those people that you're paying to, to email, they're, <laughs> they're emailing. Now, My mom, she does everything. She's so bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's it's great to have you. And I, and I do get inundated with emails to get you on. So so here you. you are. Uh, so so let's get into it. I always like to get, yes. you know, build a little bit of context and, and get a little bit of your backstory. So if you can yeah. sort of just, you know, tell the audience who don't know who you are a little bit about yourself and, and what you do and what you're currently working on. Thank you so much. Um, well, hey, everybody. Um, well, it's I, I've got a long story. I've become this apparently in, in like in a few magazines like Rhythm and stuff. Uh, I've been this overnight sensation for, well, apparently 30 years. But I've been I've been, you know, slogging away for many, many years in, in England. And um, 
you know, I've had a few little breaks along the way, got to play with Bruce Dickinson. And my background was in the military. I, I, I learned to play um, in the Royal Marines. So like age 16, I was kind of three when I started, but the, the kind of serious stuff started when I was in the military. And then from then, just trying to make ends meet as a musician because it's tough, you know. So I got a few breaks and I, I got to work with Bruce Dickinson and, and Mike Rutherford from Genesis and done some amazing stuff. And then back to the day job and then trying to get those little breaks. And I, I find myself playing progressive stuff. I've always been a lover of like King Crimson and Yes. And that's the sort of stuff that I've always wanted to play. And um, my lucky stars, you know, some, somehow aligned last year when Mako Miniman um, was going to do the Joe Satriani gig. And my name came up in conversation um, if I was interested in doing the Stephen Wilson gig. And I'm a massive porcupine tree and Stephen fan anyway. So I was like, you kidding me? Um, so he'd auditioned a load of guys. And then I was, I think I was the last one in England. He hadn't found his guy. I was the last one in, and bless his heart. It was, it was Gavin Harrison that recommended me along with an old friend, John Mitchell. And Steve spent the day on YouTube and my Facebook doing my first audition, which I knew nothing about. And then we Skyped and, uh, we did the audition and I found myself now 10 months into on a world tour, which finished it. Well, it's, it's never ending. Cause I was only supposed to covering Marco for, I think eight weeks and nearly a year on, I'm still around the world playing these amazing venues with Steven and this incredible band, you know, it's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. When you got the gig, did you have to quit a day job or, or were you not day no, jobbing at the time? I was, I was pro. I, I, I turned pro in 2008 after, after many, many um, kind of good goes at it. 2008 is where it stuck with, I started my little teaching practice. I'd started demonstrating for Roland at this time and doing a few clinics and stuff, you know? Um, so I've managed to make ends meet. Thankfully I'm pretty much, I'm pretty one of the, the few, I guess really in England that, that sustains a living and, you know, anybody that can sustain a living through music, it's, um, you know, it's to be applauded nowadays, you know, yeah. so I do many things, you know, but, um, this was, this was the big one for me, you know, in Prague, you know, there's, this. From in my mind, there's no better. Yeah, it, it doesn't get much bigger. No, that's that, that's you know? right, and it's yeah. I still have to pinch myself, and I'm still like I'm still like a, a, a little child waking up on Christmas Day when I go to work because it is it is really incredible, you know. That's amazing. Good for you, man. Thanks, man. So let's talk a little bit about like sort of going in and out of of day jobbing and yeah, and right. playing and day job because I think a lot of the listeners are are in that position and I've been there too. And it's, it's rough, you know, I, I shouldn't say it's rough, but mentally absolutely, it, it can be, it can be a little, a little rough. So can you, can you just sort of talk about that a little bit about maybe some things yeah, that, that kept you course. going or some advice that you have for, yeah, for some totally. people that are in I that mean, head I think, space? I think to, to be honest, foremostly, I think it, it's with, with music, you know, it, it's, it's always going to tug on the heartstrings. It's always going to play with your emotions and adrenaline. You come off stage and you're, if, if it's a band that you like, you're feeling high as a kite. You know, it's like it's this it's a drug. And then you come off stage and the next day you put a suit and tie on or you go and do the garbage or you go and deliver fruit and veg. You know, it, it's tough and you've got to be quite strong. You know, you have to be really, really strong to to be able to have those highs and lows, because, you know, I, I got to a stage where. I think I'd turned pro like three times and I couldn't sustain the living and it, the emotion and the drain it has on your head, you come off stage playing to, I don't know, at the time it was, it wasn't massive, but you played to three, four, 500 people, they're going crazy. And then, you know, you've got to be up in five hours to go and get up and go and do a load of drops, delivering fruit and vegetables, you right. know? So, um, what I, I kind of did, I, 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 my, my dad fell ill before he passed in 2008 and, and I, I'd had so many, 
goes and uh, at this and i i knew you know, listen let's make no bones about it the music industry is a fickle place it's the arts you are you're hired and fired for certain certain elements in the industry and i knew that i just couldn't come to terms with it you know and um i was seeing all these guys going for pop gigs and, um, and it was it, my turning point was i think it was 2007 2008 i went for an audition in london and i'll never ever forget this and um I've been playing all the progressive stuff for years and years and, and couldn't couldn't find a band that were into it or couldn't find an audience, you know. So I was having to go down like the kind of pop route. And let's, one thing straight, I'm taking nothing away from pop players. I know some really badass pop players, you know. And I'd went for this audition. There was like 120 guys for, the, for this audition. I got down to the last two and I got down to the last one. And it was a world tour with a very well-known pop princess who will remain nameless because um, I was livid at the time. So I got this gig, I gave up the day job, and then they changed their mind. And literally a week later, they wanted to use an all-female band. So, and hey, no amount of gaffer tape or anything was going to change the way I look, you know. So I was, it was like, ah, right. So it wasn't how I look. It was, it was, it, it, it wasn't how I play. It was how I look. So I kind of had a real big anti thing against the, because uh, I know so many guys that get that have got booked over the years and how they play they look amazing and i was like right i'm going to go into a market which i love anyway but i'm going to see it through i'm going to stick with my integrity massively you know and um i i've been a prog guy all my life and i've never got it to pay the bills and i i set up my own little band and i was like do you know what uh, above all it was just i was having fun again behind the instrument and that was that was the most important thing you know is having fun and, and no amount of hours in the day job could give me that fun you know so i'd spoke to my dad about it and my dad was like i was i was i was kind of at my wits end i was like i can't get anybody to give me a go i've got no opportunities and i'd go to these long lines of auditions with hundreds of drummers i'd never get anywhere close and my dad was like look you've got so much to give save up as much as you can don't go out save up get yourself a little buffer and set up a little teaching practice or, or do something that you can give back and so I did. I, I, in end of 2007, I was pretty much a hermit. I didn't go out and I saved every single penny I had. And I, uh, until I was like three or four, I think I was four months in front, I think, of all my, my bills. And I decided to give, give my um, notice into the day job. And, and that was it. I had four months money. So I had four months and the pressure was off. I could get a little bit of teaching and do what I could. And, but I could go to work. I get up in the morning knowing that my bills are paid. And that's, that's a really big thing, you know, as a musician to get up having that fresh head, knowing that, that you know, the, the bills are, are, are going to be paid for, for a while. And I had a plan B. So I knew I could get through the first quarter of the year and I can get through sort of April, as it were, or March, April. And no, listen, I give it a real big shot. So I go to all these jam nights. I was doing everything I could to network with other musicians all the time, knowing that, that, you know, the family was taken care of and the bills were paid and the roof was over the house. And do you know what, Nick, that changed everything. Because it wasn't desperate. That just changed everything. My whole outlook, there was no rush. I could just get up, plan my day and, and go and do it. I, could, I was going meeting with schools and I had time to go to meetings and meet people about what I do and what I could offer. And eventually it kind of stuck. And I'm, I'm still here. And, and, you know, by the grace of God, I'm, 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 you know, I'm paying the bills and, and doing some amazing stuff around the world now. The one thing that, that sticks out to me that you just said is or that your father said was, to find something that you can give back. That's right. And, Absolutely. And I just, I've been sort of on this weird quest lately of, of, you know, I think everybody goes through it from time to time of sort of like, all right, what am I, you know, kind of like, what am I here for? What's my purpose? Like, what do I, of course. what do I really want to do? And I feel like I give a lot with this podcast, everything it's free for everyone, but, but really learning that 
that the more that the more you give, the more you get, sort of thing. It's so true. You, you know, I, 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 it was very that comes, but it came back to the. Um, I, I love doing clinics. I love doing workshops. I, I, I absolutely adore teaching. I really do love teaching, and you know, and I, my my audition for Stephen was him looking at what I'm like online, and that was that was a really invaluable lesson. The, the last four things that I've been given. Um, uh, either gigs or sessions, etc., is by people looking at your online presence. There, I say, right. and how you behave, and and you know, and I'm, I, I'd, I'd like to feel I'm just a normal guy. You know, I sadly, you know, we got a wonderful community, but you know, some guys have the, the slightly bigger egos than others, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, as we all know, you know, and um, I'd like to think that I'm just a normal guy with my feet on the floor that that likes to help people, and I think it's infectious, and I think you know, it's a two way street as well. You know, it really is two way street, and if you're nice to somebody, because you've got to spend a lot of time on the tour bus with these guys. Uh, they're nice in return and you reap your rewards hopefully with a bit of hard work when you were learning some of the pop stuff or trying to do the pop thing did that almost feel like a day gig that you hated yeah pretty much so i've i've never been one of those guys that you know and once again i have to say taking away nothing from these guys that do it beautifully i've never been one of those guys that can just sit and play four four i i I get bored very i'm very very open about this i get i i I get bored pretty easily you know i like to be really challenged i'm not just going to go and mime on tv because of a few hundred pounds or bucks or dollars or whatever i'm not i'm not that that sort of guy i'm a guy that likes to be absolutely musically challenged and you know if 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 a pop session has come comes up which they do fairly often because of the, a lot of the programming sort of stuff i do i don't do them i tend to get some of my student guys to, to, to do that sort of stuff you know i'm, I'm I, i've set, set my case for my integrity and and i'm ki- i'm kind of happy with that you know I'd, I'd rather teach than than go into a session that that i'm not happy with and, and i know that's a very uh, might might seem quite egotistical and hopefully it's not i'm i'm just a man of principle when it comes to that sort of stuff i'm not going to sell out and and do something that i don't particularly enjoy playing you know so uh, um, i don't you know i don't think that i don't think that that it sounds that way at all i think it sounds that you know why if you're gonna if you're gonna do this you're an artist and you have the right to create whatever art you would like to create. Like I wouldn't, I, I probably wouldn't take a Broadway gig. Yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely. I'm just not, I don't like musicals. I've never, I've been to one musical in my life that I didn't oh. like. So <laughs> I mean, it was the Christmas yeah. story. So like it was a comedy right, right. kind of thing. Yeah. And I went with like my wife and, and her family, but yeah, but I would, I've, I'm not a musical guy. I don't like musicals at all. So I would never play on Broadway. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so like, that, that's that's the beauty about music. You know, there's the space for everybody. You know, if you're into bizarre Belgian extreme metal skiffle, there's going to be something for you to do. You know, right. and, and 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 that's great. Just at my 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 genre, like yourself, I, I was I wanted to go down the progressive route. I wanted to be challenged. I, you know. I've got make no bones about, bones about it. I can do the simple stuff, you know. I do a lot of BBC stuff because it's ta- challenging. I love that pressure, but I like playing the progressive stuff because it makes me think. I like to go on stage and have it slightly edgy that I think, wow, I've got to get through these passages. I, I've always liked that, you know. It's um, but we're all different. We're all different. That's the beauty of music. And just so everybody's clear, I don't think that the Broadway stuff isn't ridiculously challenging either. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so like I probably couldn't even play the Broadway gig, but. If it yeah. were offered, I don't, I, I don't think I would take it because no, just, absolutely. You know, you know, there's there's thing. that thing, you know, there's some pads you can get on musicals, on orchestral parts, maybe extremely challenging. But at the end of the day, if if you don't like the music, and and, and you know that that is the chore of going to work, and 
that's you know that's not what I wanted to do I you know I, I would rather teach or be at home with my family you know and, and I know a lot of players like that you know it if I can go to work and have a smile on my face that's the job I want to be doing and having a smile on my face is the parts or, or, or the music that I love playing you know that's that's great so how did you start doing clinics and and things like that because I, I do some I do some speaking engagements yeah, yeah. as well and I know the route that I took um, and I'm sure that the listeners, there's there's guys that listen that are pro and semi-pro and, and could probably do clinics and things like that. How did you get into that and how did you foster those relationships? Yeah, I went to a clinic. I'll never forget this. Now, once again, the player will remain nameless. I went to a clinic around, oh my gosh, 1992, I think it was, a long, long time ago. And this certain player came on and played for like an hour and a half just shredded the pants out of everything stood stood up said thank you very much any questions and walked off the stage and i was like oh that's not that's not for me that's not a clinic that's you a know? performance I, right yeah it, yeah that was it was a concert you know right. and I, I was going to learn from this guy and and it ended up being i was just played at for, for an hour and a half which is which is great and it was mind-blowing but i was like okay i'm young i didn't get a message i didn't i i'd paid a lot of money i didn't understand anything that he was doing because it was superhuman and I, 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 I thought I, I, I would love to be on that stage I would love to you know I'm not in that league no nowhere near that league but I, you know I, I felt like I had a message and it took oh my god a good 10 15 years later for me to think that I'm ready and I don't think you're ever ready for your first clinic you know that um playing in front of drummers thing is is hell I still feel it now but um I, I decided that if I was going to go into a clinic I was going to go into a clinic with it being funny, with it being accessible, with it being informative, but I wanted everybody in that room to go away with something. So if you're like a seasoned uber professional down to little Johnny who's just picked up his sticks, I wanted everyone to to go away with something that, that you know, that was valuable and have value and, and, you know, build that community for drumming in that area. So I started around... I think the year 2001, 2002, and I wrote to my local pub. I was going, where I used to drink in, and I was like, listen, I spoke to the landlord and I was like, I'd like to put on a clinic. And he's, he didn't have a clue what it was. You know, this was like a, a little club club thing that, and he's like he a drinking me. clinic. <laughs> yeah. 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 That would have been great. But he, he let me put, so I turned up with my kit, like, I don't know, three weeks later and we promoted it all around town. And there was a local um, drum school there with a, and a couple of teachers came and it was great. And there's like 60 people. And I, I did an hour and it was, I, I don't remember any of it because I was so nervous, but I got my message across and, and I thought, you know what? I can do this. I can really do this. So I was really, I, I, I thought I got a message. I wrote to Mapex. I said, look, this is what I'm doing. Um, I would love you to come down or see what I'm doing. And then they, for some hook or crook, I managed to sign to them, um, which looking back now is insane. And then they put me on the bill in 2004 at Drumfest in, in Birmingham. And, and there was like ridiculous players on the bill, like absolutely mind-blowing big league professionals. And I was out my depth, you know, but I managed to pull it off. But that's where I wanted to be. That's what I love doing is educating and, and making people smile and having a bit of fun, you know, because people take it very seriously and rightly so. But you know that you can get some messages across not by always playing by talking about your passion and talking about what you've learned along the way and already by then i had some really strange stories about turning pro and some of the things that i'd, I'd met had in a lot along the way and and you know i find myself doing clinics pretty much all over the world now which i absolutely love i love and gradually once i started doing more clinics people in england started to recognize me and and and, and uh, I know that's what I'm doing. So I, I got with Roland and Peisty and 
and and Vater and, and and they've all been fantastic, you know. So that, that they use me for quite a lot of things now, and you know, it's it's a gradual thing. I, I would never have gone to be able to do it when I'm 20 years of age. I've got no experience. I could just play, but then I'm that guy again, just being just playing at somebody for the sake of I've got a bag full of chops, and that's not what I wanted to do, you know. Right, so right. It's a, but it's been it's been a really interesting learning curve. Having been a little bit older now and seeing things, uh, you know, on the other edge, it's 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 great. I love it. The, the big takeaway that I get from that, that story is that you took action and that's, yeah, absolutely. And the, it sounds like such a simple thing, but, but a lot of people just don't take action. They don't, they either don't ask or they don't, they don't do, or they don't, you know, for me, I remember when, when I started wanting to connect with people, I would just call them and say, Hey, I know you teach lessons. Can I just meet you for coffee yeah. instead? And I'll, I'll pay yeah. you your hourly rate. I don't care. Yeah, I just yeah. want to connect with you. And I want to, I want to meet with you and pick your brain or, you know, and- absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I, I say, I, I say it to my students now, you know, if you want something bad enough, just keep going and, and keep your integrity. And if you're throwing so much things at the wall, eventually someone's going to listen. And, you know, you're right regarding taking action i just i just want to be a little bit different nick you know i just wanted to be different to the other guys that would come on and rinse and shred and you know i wanted to, to, to put on a clinic that will make people think for two hours not just me playing at them and and make it like an evening with you know so everyone's learning in the room including me you know i'm still i'm still learning now i'll go to clinics and some of my heroes will be there now which I, is, is incredible but i'm still learning too so it's it's like I don't like that intimidating atmosphere where it's like ego, 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 you know, it's like right. I'm there as well to learn. And, um, all I wanted to be was something a little bit different. And frankly, with, with drummers resource, that's always been my approach where you can go anywhere to learn how to play yeah. drums, but I want drummers resource to be a home to where people can one learn about drumming, but also learn some valuable life lessons of how they can go through life better. Because, you know, let's face it, not all of us are, are professional drummers where some of us are, moms and dads and accountants and bankers and, and absolutely and everything else but the common thread is we're all drummers so why not come yeah. to drummers resource and sort of learn you know more than just more than just drumming because there's there's obviously more to life than than just drumming. absolutely so. totally agree with that i mean that, that's the great thing about the drumming community you know and certainly with the people i've met around the world especially on this gig as you know i'm a little bit more in the public eye it doesn't matter if you're an accountant it doesn't matter if you're you know a school kid there's a long big road and there's no end that's the beautiful thing there's no end we're all at different parts of that and and you know some guys see it as a competition and i'm, I'm not interested with that you know I just think we're all here to learn and, you know, we can all pick up little life lessons along the way. And that's a beautiful thing, an absolutely beautiful thing. And I don't think there's any other community that does it better than the drumming community. You I don't, you know, not just drummers. So I mean, in general, just the drumming community as a whole. I, I agree. Mean, I absolutely agree. It's, it's a lovely thing. You know, I, I did a clinic before I left for this tour in uh, a few weeks ago. I had a little break at home and I'd done the clinic and I finished and that we're all striking down and the guys are still at the bar chatting or strangers, absolute strangers, just exchanging numbers, you know, just for depths of each other's gigs. That's amazing. You know, that's so cool. So cool. Yeah. They don't have, long gu- may that they don't have guitar shreds. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like a exactly. bunch of guitar <laughs> players getting together and trading licks. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, you're not allowed to see the hand. So they, they turn around. So you just see their back. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I want to dive in a little bit into sort of your specifics of, of yeah. 
one, I, I'm really interested to know how you learned all these tunes for this tour, because I yeah. think that's a really strong muscle that people need to learn how to, how to flex and, and work is learning yeah. tunes, especially learning tunes on a fly, on the fly. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, I'd like to talk a little bit just about your approach to, to practice and yeah. about developing your craft. And then we can get into yeah. how you learn these tunes. Absolutely. Well, my practice routine has changed now. Um, I see a lot of people talking about the 10,000 hours thing. If you have 10,000 under your, under your belt, you can go out and do anything. I'm not so sure I subscribe to that. I think, you know, you can have 10,000 hours of practicing. You can have 10,000 hours of just goofing around. So, um, I, I, I've always used the statement when I know it's under my hands, I'm feet, I'm good to go. So, um, you know, you, I think, I think we all sit on an instrument and we'll know our vulnerabilities or our weaknesses. I hate the word weaknesses, but we'll know what we're not so what's strong in. So I've spent many, many times working on, dare I say, my weaknesses or the areas I'm not so developed in. So, um, you know, I'd gone through the eight hours a day thing uh, and I, I practice now. I, I, I use the analysis of practicing as going to the gym. It's, it's very, very easy to get out of a habit. But very very easy to get out of a habit if you know if if you're not having a particularly good time with it you know so um i practice for one hour a day now i've kept a practice diary for about five years and i split my practice into half so the first half an hour of my practice will be things i can't do or not very good at the second half will be top-up practice so let's say on a monday um and i keep i'm, I'm really uber anal about this whole thing so monday through sunday i'll have monday will be like hands tuesday will be feet wednesday will be coordination thursday will be reading etc etc blah 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 blah. chops and then i'll spend 30 minutes on stuff that i'm not very good at and the idea is by the sunday where i have an hour of just playing along to tracks with things i've learned during the week if i practice them hard enough i should be able to get them into my tracks and and that's the way i've, I've worked with everything and because you know i, I see just our drummers and me included we sit on a kit and we play our favorite lick or our favorite chop i sit on my kit and i do 30 minutes of things that i'm not very good at by looking at myself and by being completely honest you know and um you can you can spend so much time just wasting away just playing i used to sit on a kit and just play chili pepper stuff you know and before you know it you've played an hour of stuff have you improved well who knows you've got better at playing chili peppers but as your ability improved i'm not so sure you know it's it's highly debatable but since i've been doing this practice diary of doing this can't do can do method thing that I'm not saying method. It's just what I've decided to do. And my, my playing is absolutely soared through the roof. Well, because on, well, on Sunday, when, it, when, you sit, when I sit down to play some stuff, I can play some stuff that I would absolutely couldn't do on a Monday. And I write everything down as well. So I know exactly what I'm playing at what BPM. And I, you might, I might analyze it on the Wednesday and think, right, okay, I'm not very good. I've got an 80 BPM. And let's say the track's at 100. And I play it on Sunday at 100 BPM. And it's not a race, but it's in then that, that, that's the beauty of the practice routine. I've had three hours or 30 minutes of stuff that I can't do. And on, by the Sunday, it's, it's there or thereabouts. And, and that's the way I've practiced for years now. And it just works. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of time. So the time I have is quite precious and I don't want to waste it. Do you, did you see a, a huge improvement since you started using the journal? 
Absolutely. Because, you know, you can read back, you, you can, let's say, for example, and, and each page is a day. So you might go back, say, four or five weeks and you, 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 you've charted. So let's say you're playing a track and you're playing it and, and you know, you're not looking at BPM for speed or et cetera. You just know how you, well you're playing it. You look back like maybe four or five weeks ago and you look at that same track and it'd be like, and I, I, I'm really honest. I, I write down the thoughts I have in my head. Like today I sucked at this, didn't play it very well, blah, 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 blah. I walked away. I put a kettle on, I had a drink, et cetera etc. Maybe I'm looking forward now and I'm thinking I'm playing this really well today and it's ready for the gig. You have a visual representation instead of just a memory bank, you know, and I've got probably five years worth of books at home that have written down stuff. And it's really great looking back on where you were, where you absolutely where you were um, to where you are now. Instead of just thinking about it where you've got a, a head full of chops or grooves, you can see everything written down and oh man, it's, it's, it's changed everything for me. I am a big fan of writing everything down and yeah. I've noticed improvements in everything from practice yeah. just to overall daily habits of writing things down. And, you know, what, what do they say? What, what gets measured gets managed. Yeah, absolutely. So. I, I, I love that theory. I really, really do. And, you know, because, you know, we're all busy guys, whether we were a semi-pro, a hobbyist, we're all busy, you know, lifestyle now with, with everything down from social media to the time you get up for work, you can't remember everything and things go by the wayside. You might have thought, oh, this is an amazing chop. And then the next day it's gone. And so just every time you pick up, every time that I pick up a pair of sticks, I've got a pen and paper by the side of me. I've got my plan that I need to practice, but you might find out a mistake. You might find this little pot of gold that you think, oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> Write it down and then embellish it over the forthcoming weeks, you know, and you've just got this visual representation, a journal of what you're playing. And oh, it's so, inv it's invaluable to me. It really and is. the amazing thing, you can take this and use it anywhere in your life. So if you want to lose yeah. weight, every time you eat something, write it down. Or if your 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 finances are screwed up, every penny that you spend, write it down. Just write it down. And yeah, you start the, looking the at it. Absolutely. I mean, the brain is such a powerful tool, but you know, things slip by the wayside. If you can see something right in front of you that's not that's not going to rub out anytime soon. Yeah, oh man, it's 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 great. I mean, I I can't emphasize that enough to to the guys listening. You know, write everything down because you might make a mistake, and that mistake might change the way you play something and it could be just absolutely absolutely beautiful but you think oh my god you know two days later you've forgotten you're thinking i really wish i knew how to play that you know but it's there it's there in a book and it costs you i don't know 50 cents 50p 50 euros for a book and, and a pen and that's that's you know you, you will thank your lucky stars you did it and plus you're showing yourself progress so if you oh, yeah. you know over over a month if you're not writing things down and you're not really paying attention to what bpms you're playing or something yeah. like that how do you know if you're getting any better in the Absolutely. first place? You know, you might hey, say, I'm oh, I, so, I still suck. And it's like, well, yeah, actually, so you're playing at 60 beats a minute faster than you were three weeks ago. That's right. It's exactly right. And, you know, we all have down days. I, you know, I, I was, I've chatted chat, chat some drummers recently, like some, some like serious heroes of mine. And we're talking about practice routine and the Stephen gig. And, you know, I have a down day too. We all have down days. You know, even top end professionals have down days. Walk away. Go back the next day, look at what you've written, look at what you were playing a month ago, and you'll bet your lucky stars it was way better. You, you've improved so much, you know? And that's the great thing about writing it down. Instead of beating yourself up, just think, do you know what? I'm actually playing this way better. I'm just expecting too much now, you know? So it's, 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 it's a great thing. I, I'm with you, man. I am, Thanks, man. I'm, a big, uh, I'm a big believer in that. I would love to see a picture of, of your journal if you... Yeah, if I you can would, send you some scribbles from the road, of if course. You, if I, you I would expose it. Yeah, of course, of course. I'll put it in the in the show notes so that the listeners can take a look at it to get a better idea of sort of how you're journaling your practice time. That'd be awesome. I'd be very welcome to share my scribble, of course. 
A quick message from the sponsors. As you know, I've been playing DW for years and not only because they make great drums, but because they're great people and they have supported the podcast since day one. And I really appreciate that. They keep it free for all the listeners. So do yourself a favor, head over to DWDrums.com and check out all the cool stuff that they have, especially they just came out with a new carbon fiber snare, which is insane. Check it out. DWDrums.com. Also, Sabian is keeping the lights on and they have a new line called the XSR and there's a bunch of technology that goes into it. They use B12 bronze. They have this trickle down patent pending award winning technology. That's not the important part. The important part is that they're high quality symbols at a price that you can afford. So they're priced for everybody, but they are made for the professional and you can learn more about Sabian XSR symbols at Sabian.com. I'm stoked that Evans is once again a sponsor of the podcast, and they remind you to let no circle box you in. Evans Level 360 gives you the most consistent fit for your drums, so you can get a greater tonal range, effortless tuning, and the freedom to express yourself any way you want. You can learn more about these heads at EvansDrumHeads.com. Evans, set the tone. All right, now that the bills are paid, let's get back into it with my man Craig Blundell. So let's talk about how you learned. All, so first of all, uh, how long did you have to learn the tunes? Oh, this this is this is a crazy one because I um, I was on holiday when I got the call um, that Stephen was looking at my stuff. Could I fly back to England for an audition? It was um, December, January, and at the end of back end of the year before last. So I'd flown flown back, and I did the audition. And we played a couple of tracks. He me, he sent me a couple of tracks to learn, which like took me about three three days of listening by the pool, and which was which was great. You know, it was, it was nice listening. Great listening to Marco. I mean, I'm a big fan of Marco as well. Are you so. listening to these tracks like, oh my god, I have to learn these because I'm going to play them bit. with them? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. It was it was a bit of a strange one, you know. And hey, it's Miniman as well, so it's like it's <laughs> doubly scary that he's like rinsing the crap out of these parts i have to tell you i gotta divert a little bit and tell you the first time i ever met marco i was with johnny rab and he's like do you oh. know? and he's like do you know marco miniman and i was like no and this was i think 2000 uh, i don't know maybe 2001 yeah. something like right. that and he sits down and he just starts playing <laughs> and i was like i was like i never want to see that guy again <laughs> in a good way i was just like I was like, what is, what is that? What is he doing? And I was like, I've seen enough. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scary, scary German man. Yeah. Totally. I had that with Rab, actually. Rab's a dear friend of mine. And, and we've done a lot of Roland stuff over the years. And, you know, we're really good friends. When Rab sat down, because I thought, yeah, I can play some drum and bass stuff. And then Rab took me to school at NAMM show. <laughs> six years ago. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stick to Prague, I think, now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I was, um, I, I'd flown home and did the audition. And it went okay. I tried to play Marco's parts, and Stephen Stephen stopped me halfway through the audition. And said, "Are you trying to be Marco or you?" And I was like, I could feel the whole world falling out my bottom, thinking, "No." Mm. Uh, I was like, "I'm trying to play Marco's parts," and he was like, "Don't be you." So it was like, "Wow, deep breath." I've been found out. You know, only Marco plays Marco's parts. You know, make no sure. bones about it. Only Marco does that stuff. So I did. I did. I did my thing, and and I somehow I I I clawed my way through the audition, and he gave me the gig. So he he sent me all these MP3s, and it's about three hours worth of music he wanted us to learn. And then, so this was going. This was probably the March, but I got everything. I mean, we were going on on tour in the May, and then I got a phone call from an agent saying that um, the great Chad Wackerman, his his wife was sick, 
God rest her, um, was sick. And um, Chad had to fly home. It was the Jennifer Batten and Stu Ham tour um, in Europe. So I covered Chad. So um, I had no notice on that gig. So I, I literally, I got the phone call on the Sunday and I was on the Eurostar train going to the first gig on the Monday, learning all Jennifer's and Stu Ham's material for like two and a half hours. So I did that tour and that tour went on for, I don't know, three or four weeks or whatever. And then I couldn't listen to any of Steven's stuff because this stuff was, I was in a tour, you know, and, and I'd had no rehearsals. The first rehearsal was the gig with Jennifer and, and, and Stu. Um, so I got back after the tour and we had three days. I had three days with all of Steven's material before rehearsals. And um, I, I wasn't ready. We got to rehearsals and we literally had two days because Marco had finished the tour and he was going out to Satriani. So we, we literally had a Saturday and a Sunday rehearsal before we flew out to Chile to uh, Santiago. So we had two days of full band rehearsals, basically four times through the whole set. And that was it. It's the only time we played together. And off we go. Um, so that was quite scary. Yeah, I can imagine. Really scary. And what made it even more scary is that Stephen recorded the show every night and then we'll go back to his bunker hotel and listen to the multi-tracks. And then he'd call you in the next morning and say, hey, Craig, uh, right. OK, so on this track, I noticed you're playing this. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, I'm going to get I'm going to get fired here. And that was a real turning point for me, Nick. I think, right. OK, I was I was I'd spent. I, the best part of two weeks copying Marco's parts and, and being an imitation of Marco. And I was like, you know, it's everything I preached over the years and, and tried to teach people is be individual, be yourself. And I found myself trying to be, I was a clone, but I was a, a second rate clone. I, I wasn't at my, in my mind, I, I wasn't good enough. You know, the fans, the fans were great, but I, I, I wasn't good enough. So I stripped the whole set back and I'd, I'd finish the gig. I'd sit in my bunk and I'd do, go through the takes again. And I'd spent all day practicing it on my own, just going through different, how I can be different. And then I think we got to New York. We did Best Buy Theater in Times Square. And that's where finally it clicked. It just clicked. It was scary because uh, Omar Hakim and Jordan Rudess were right in front of me. So it's like no sink pressure. or swim. Yeah, <laughs> sink or swim, you know. And um, I, 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 found, I found it. I found my little sweet spot, you know. And I'd, I'd improved as well, which was great. I found myself improving in that. It was probably a little, if I'm being honest, a step too far. I was slightly out of my depth with these world-class guys, and I had to really, really, really up my game, you know, And which I'm still doing. Right. And that's that's the beauty of being a pro, or a beauty of being a drummer. You can improve always. And, and that's the I'm beauty st- of playing with people that are that pull you up. You oh, know, you yeah, all, pr- I always say I want to be the worst. I want to be the worst player on the bandstand. Yeah, they're, they, they're, they're really incredible, Nick, you know, and they've, they've all helped me, helped me so much. And, and I found myself going to work now and feeling comfortable that I can, I can ignite the band from the back. And, and, you know, Stephen, after the first run, said, I'd love to work with you again. So we did festival season. He's like, I want to do another tour with you. And then now I'm his drummer, which is just high praise indeed, you know. So, That's awesome. Um, yeah. But, Congrats, you know, man. It's, Thank you, man. Thank you so much. It's been for the people that follow me on Facebook and social media. It's been a bit of a rocky road, you know. The fans, in at the very start, weren't so welcoming. I got I got a lot of crap online that you know they wanted Gavin Harrison and blah 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 blah. They wanted all the big names that Stephen had worked with, and, that, and that's great. That's what you know. That's what fans do, and they they'd never heard of me, which which is I totally get that. I totally get that. But um, so I decided to log off social media and just lock my don't read the comments. Lock myself away and just please the boss and you know and um thankfully every, everyone's really digging what i'm doing now and I, I, did that did that get in your head mentally while you were playing yeah 
yeah, it was tough. Really, 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 really tough. And a couple of things, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a blog on it recently about the mental health side of things. You'd, I'd look up and I'd see, because I'm off to art stage to the right, so I'm in direct line between bass and Steve. And, so, and you'd look up, and it's, you know, a lot of drummers go to this gig. So you'd look up and you'd see a sea of Peisty, Zildi and Sabian, Pearl, DW t-shirts. It's like, oh man, here we go. Because you then, you're thinking, right, what are they there to see? Are they there to see me to see Marco's parts? Are they there to see me shred shred the pants? And, they, and I was just... It, it, it used to fry me, man. It used to just like, I don't know what these guys want to see, you know, and I'd go online and, you know, some people were saying some fairly negative things, some people saying great things. And I was just torn in the early days. But then I, I just thought, right, do you know what? I'm going to practice way harder. I'm going to get, I don't want to be weak on stage. I want to be the guy that's going to own that drum chair and make those guys go away. Goes, those guys go away and they'll think, wow, that, that wasn't expecting that, you know, right. I'm not, I, I don't want them to go, wow, he's amazing. I just want those people to go, I wasn't expecting that. And, um, you know, my job is, my, my job is done, but yeah, mentally it's been, it's been really tough dealing with a fan base and dealing. I've never been on a real true kind of, dare I say, Muso's gig where predominantly all the audience and he's, you know, he's selling out all over the world that mostly all Muso's, you know, it's, it attracts a big musicians community. And, um, a big proportion of that are drummers. You know, I noticed a big spike in my Facebook, you know, over the, over this past year and predominantly from drummers and, and from all over the world, which is, it can be, it can, it can break you a little bit, you know, cause I'm quite a sensitive chap and I've had to grow a little bit more hard skin over the years with, with the YouTube thing and things like that, you know, cause you can't appease everybody. You can't, you can't please everybody. Uh, you know, the fir- firstly and foremost is if the boss is happy, that's great. Right. He's um, the one writing the check. Uh, well, absolutely. He's you know. the one that's, that's paying for the bills back home. And, you know, it's an added bonus if the ha- fans are happy. And I thank my lucky stars. You know, the, the fans are incredible. They, they are all incredible. And they freak me out a little bit. I'm quite shy. So I'm quite, I'm quite nervous. So, that, you know, they, they wait outside stage door and they have pictures of you that didn't even know existed. And they give you gifts. And it, it, it's quite it's, it's quite weird. It, it is quite weird, but you know, I finally find my feet and, but that's, you know, I, I don't want to be complacent. I don't want to rest on my laurels. So I want to get better. You know, I've been practicing today for tomorrow's gig and you know, I'll be doing it again, again, again. I'm always looking for new things to play in the set. I'm always looking for new things that, that can challenge me for, you know, on the gig. I don't want to be the guy that's just resting on their laurels just because you can play something in seven, eight or 15, 16. You know, I want to look at new ways to play it and new phrases. And, you know, I'm not looking at reinventing the wheel, but I want to challenge myself. And and, and I was going to ask, is there, is there a lot of artistic creativity that you can inject or is it, I mean, does he give you some freedom? I'm very, very lucky. I mean, he's had, I mean, looking back, he's had, he's had Gavin, he's had Marco, he's had Chad. So he's had three amazing players and he likes to, in his, in his words, he likes to use drummers that are are, are quite forward thinking that, 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 that lead, you know? So, um, my, my brief was always to be me and I I got it wrong because I was, I was trying to be, trying to be Marco and, and, you know, like I said before, I can't do that. So, um, I, I I actually now, I, I feel like the things that I've heard in my head over the years, I can actually play now and I am being me. And he loves that. And he, he you know, I'll, I'll play something a, a bit crazy or a bit over the top and he'll turn around and just give you a smirk or, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool. There's space for that on the gig. You know, I'm still keeping the integrity of the songs, but when, when it's all going off, he, he wants you to throw everything at it, which is, which is amazing. You know, it's, 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 it's carte blanche. So I want to talk about the, just very briefly, people might find interesting is, is it, actually learning the parts. I, um, 
I didn't devise this method at all. I, I just find that I had the back or the start of last year, I had so much music in my head. We're talking about that writing things down again that I couldn't couldn't do it. So I, I started writing things out and I, I don't chart everything. I kind of use shorthand in my own little language. And once again, I'll send you something so your readers can see it. Yeah, I'd um, love to see this. I, I write my charts out in, in just basic black ink. And what I'll do is I don't want to spend the whole of my evening looking down over my hi-hat, looking at these charts. So I'll write them out in black. And then uh, for the easy sections where I can lay off or just account, I'll write in green, like traffic light. So I'll write it in green. So green for me is go. I can relax. I can get to the end of that phrase. And it's back to black where I've got to concentrate a little bit. For all the tricky sections, they're all written in red. So if I'm, if I'm just glancing down, I know where I am on the pad. I'll see some reds coming up. I know I've got to give it some attention. And this is back in the learning stage, you know. Huh. So I just use the black and the green's the real simple stuff that I can just look away, enjoy the kit. And then the red, if I can, if I can glance and no red's coming, then I'll look at the charts and look at the notation. And, oh, man, it's helped me so much. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not the best reader in the world. So I'd get a pad that's maybe four or five pages long and I'd glance down and I'd just like – you just see spiders all over the page and it, the whole thing turns to jelly. You know? <laughs> so I just thought, I'm going to just devise traffic lights. Red is stop and it's quite difficult. Green is simple and go. Man, it changed everything. You know, it really did. And I, I did it by accident. I was, I was doing a clinic and I was writing things on the board um, in different color pens. I just thought, isn't that easy when you have color reference? And you know wow. what? It really, really was. So I know at the end of a certain section, if red was coming up, I'd need to concentrate a little bit more. I need to then look at the charts and then nail it. And then I've got then maybe 16 bars or whatever bars of green. I can relax. And it, 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 it helped me like hell on this gig because I've now got five hours of music going around and, and not all of it is in the head yet. So some of it is, is the old glance down to the left and just check. And it, it's there on the iPad in color. So if I need it, I know exactly what section to go to. And I know exactly how it's written, and it's 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 helped me. It's sort of the concept of, you know, you're you're using a familiar system that you already know uh, in terms yeah. of like the traffic light kind of green and red. Yeah. And it's it's almost like if you want to learn something with your hands, but you want to put an ostinato on your feet, you use an ostinato that you can play. You know, absolutely. With you know, without thinking about it. Uh, yeah, that's an that's a really interesting concept because I like the I like the idea of you taking something that you already know that you're already familiar with in, in everyday life, like the red and green concept of stop and go, uh, and using that in drumming, it's sort of like taking, you know, an ostinato and, or if you want to do something with your hands, but you want to play it over an ostinato, you take an ostinato that you can play upside down, inside out, backwards and everything. And you don't have to think about, and then you work on it with your hands Absolutely. over top of it. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it's, it's you know, with, with this style of music or any style of music, if you're not the most, you know, prolific reader, it's, it's quite easy to look down to a pad and just not actually see where you are. You know, if you glance away, look back, don't know. With, with just like the green and blocking thing, you know where you are. And I'll write chorus or blah, 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 and I'll do it in that color. So it's, it's just an, an easier reference point for me, especially when you've got that much material going around in my head. It, it's, 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 it's been really invaluable, Nick, to be honest. I, I hope you do send me those, those pictures. I'll post them I will. on the, on the show notes will, so, that, so that people can check them out. That's awesome. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. So do you, I know that you study or you teach privately, but do you also do the Skype thing as well? I, I tried it once and, you know, I, I just couldn't get up and close and personal with, 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 with somebody, you know, I, I couldn't say change this hand or I, I, I love my one-on-one -on -one teaching. I don't, I don't do it as often as I'd love to, you know, and I get guys that travel from all over the world now to, to study, which is incredible. Um, I'd like to be there. I'd like to be in the room. I'd like to be 
you know, say change your posture, touch, and mm-hmm. sometimes a, a camera angle can't give you that because I'm mainly teaching pros as well. Who you know, it's not just like go and play eight bars. You know, it's 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 more top end guys, and sometimes it could be a posture issue, it could be a grip issue, it could be a heel issue, and I I prefer to be up close and personal. You know, and I I, I feel like me me personally, and other guys are different. I feel I would probably be giving them a, a, an injustice of service if 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 i wasn't in the room with them especially how i teach so yeah, yeah I, I, I tried it once <laughs> hey at least you tried it once right i did i did exactly <laughs> so if people want to learn more about you and connect with you and and find you online where can they do that uh well i have my artist facebook which is craig blundell uh my twitter is the same um instagram uh my website is craigblundell.com and i keep it fairly um updated I, I i'm very honest with my stuff and that, that's what i hopefully people like is i i talk about blogs i talk about mental health i talk about nerves i talk about anxiety and you know because we all have our favorite drummers me growing up i had a list of i you know these iconic players and all i ever see them is on the stage on on the big stage on the arenas and and so i do like interacting on my facebook my facebook's a nice little community where i can speak to people and i'll always try and give people advice um yeah, you're very, very welcome to contact me. And I will link up to all of that so that people can, you know, people, because I think that those topics are extremely important. And I definitely want to link to the, to the mental health one that you, that, that you referenced earlier. So I'll please sure do. To put that, please, please do put that in the show notes. And Craig, uh, I just, I, I got to tell you, man, thank you so much for, for doing this. It's been great chatting with you. I'm glad that we could finally line this up and congratulations on, on all your success. It's been well-deserved and I know it hasn't been the easiest road, man, but you deserve, <laughs> you deserve thank to be you. where you're at, brother. Thank you so, so, so much, Nick. I really appreciate it. And, and, you know, and congratulations to you. You, you built this ridiculously amazing online community of drummers. And, you know, I do, I do keep an eye on stalking eye on, on the Facebooks and, you know, you've got a good community of people there and, and, you know, long may it continue. It's a great thing what you guys are doing. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. It wouldn't be possible without you guys being willing to do the interview. So, so I definitely appreciate that as well. So. My absolute pleasure, man. Thank you. All righty, brother. And anytime you want to come back and we want to talk about some specific topics or something like that, you are you are always welcome, my friend. I will be delighted. Thank you, Nick. Awesome, man. Thank you and safe travels. Thanks, dude. All right. I'll talk to you soon. So there you have it, Mr. Craig Blundell. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. And for all the links and the images and all that stuff that we talk about with his practice routine and how he charts out the tunes and everything, head over to drummersresource.com forward slash session 170. Again, if you haven't already, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate it. As would my cat, Omar. He's sitting next to me while I'm recording this. And he said, he said meow. So... Until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.